Pastor Dave is a great friend of ours and a, um, a great minister. His heart for God and for people are evident. And I know that you're going to receive something very special. And I know I am too. So, Pastor Dave. Praise God. We're still standing. Hallelujah. Since we were here last, there's a new block of flats over there which look really nice. I want to welcome everyone on level two and everyone online. This is a new one for me. I want to really thank Pastor Judith and Pastor Andrew for their love and friendship. And that's not just a thing to say that's casual. Friendships are so important. And friendships that God gives us are so important. And friendships are a gift from God. And the best friendships are when there's a spiritual connection and love for God. And our relationship primarily comes from that love for God and his purposes. And uh, it's the enemy who's defeated. And I want to say a massive how pleased I am to have my lovely wife here. Married 34 years. That ain't bad going, is it? Can you imagine being married to me for 34 years? And then on top of that, we've got eternity in heaven together. So that's where the grace of God comes in on Marion's part. I landed well. Well, we're just going to pray one more time. And then God's going to bless us with some stuff. There you go. God, thank you that you are so incredible. Thank you for the time we've had in worship this morning. And the amazing people that come and pray and believe and put all that stuff together and play the instruments and put time into keeping their hearts right with you and want that heart to meet with you and create this tremendous atmosphere in the spirit that's here and all the other people, Father God, that enable this practically to happen this morning so you can move spiritually amongst us, Father God. And so we just thank you that you're going to do great things today in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, um, what we're going to do is, uh, God's been doing a number on us recently. By the way, I was decorating my lounge uh, the beginning of the week, well, all week, really. And um, I was listening to your service, I think it was last week's. And thank you for nearly knocking me off the steps when I was (laughs) painting the ceiling. What's that Hebrew word? The, that one. And as I was listening to you speaking that over each other and doing all of that, and I was wrestling in my spirit at the time, working through some issues, just praying some things through. And as you were praying that out, the Holy Spirit flew over Warwickshire, dumped down onto me on the steps as that gadashing or whatever it was was going all around the world. And, and really blessed me. And the peace of God just came upon my heart. That's how powerful. It wasn't just happening in here. When you release things in the spirit, it even hits Warwickshire and everywhere else where it was being aimed. Now, I don't know any Hebrew. I was going to tell you this joke. I'll say it. I know a little Greek and his name is Stavros. I met him on holiday. That's not that funny. So we'll let that go over your head. But... I tell you, the power of God as you speak this stuff out. And I'm convinced more than I've ever been that what God's doing, just by listening to what's happening in other churches where the Spirit's moving, what's happening here, 
and what God's laying in my heart to see happen in our place. This prayer thing, this intercession thing, this going for God, God's releasing it at a new level, but he doesn't want any of us to be left behind. It's not for the super spiritual ones. It's not God's, It's for you, whoever you are. If God can do it in me, he can do it in you. And so really what I want to talk about today, what I believe God's sent us down here to talk about, is praying in tongues, but for you as an individual. And the corporate thing, you guys can have another time. But I want to encourage you that you're not left out. In the natural, I see myself as less than everybody else. And in the natural, I'm an extremely shy person. And in the natural, things that have happened in my life, I would always count everyone else as better and me as no good. But in Christ, things change around. In Christ, we become new creations. In Christ, all of that goes. And so we have a responsibility, if you like, to rise up into everything Christ has put into us, to live in the Spirit. And that can sound like very spiritual language, but there's a scripture that says, if you don't stand in faith, you won't stand at all. And because I haven't got much natural capability and a ton of inadequacy in the flesh, I have to live in the Spirit if I'm going to survive and get anywhere. I'm not naturally talented, but that's an advantage to me because I can't rely on natural talent because I'm a total and utter idiot outside of God. But Christ... And you laugh, but I'm telling you, you are too. (laughs) The Bible says... God will confound the intelligent of the wise. The intelligent of the intelligence he'll frustrate. He'll bring to nothing that which thinks it's something. So if you start from a place of knowing you're not much, you have a tremendous advantage because you can rise up into the things of the Spirit of God. And our enemy will do everything he can to be putting us down, lying to us, telling us we're less than we are, and then trying to relate, get us to relate to who we are outside of God. But God's invested everything in the Holy Spirit to enable us to live that life and stand strong in everything that God has for us. And that's why it's so important, just briefly, we take captive every thought and bring it into obedience, as Scripture teaches us, in line with God's Word. And I always see my mind as like a border patrol, a border patrol, and you can't get access into my being unless you've got the right paperwork and the right paperwork is the Word of God, and if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I'm not going to allow it into my spirit. I'm not going to allow something into the country of my body, as it were, that's not in line with God's Word. Now, this is vital for us if we're going to be everything God wants us to be, every single one of us. We have tremendous authority and tremendous power. And... uh, (laughs) Sometimes when I'm in conversation with a certain person, it's like, which wheelbarrow did that come in on? You know, what, some people say, I'm really struggling at the moment. And the reason you're struggling is you're not taking captive every thought and you're letting any old rubbish come in that the enemy wants to present. But it's not the right paperwork coming into your spirit unless it's in line with the word of God. If I want to go to India tomorrow, I have to get a visa to get into India or America or certain other countries. I need a visa. And this is the visa that allows entrance into, the, into my being. Hallelujah. Great, come up for breath. So what I'm going to do just really quickly this morning is um, 
Well, I'll tell you about my new telly. <laughs> We've had the same telly on the wall for ages, and I was redecorating the lounge. And it's amazing. When you go into Curry's or a shop, the tellies always look smaller than when you get them home. That's what I tell Mary. It didn't look that big, darling. It's just some things just... But this particular telly, it's got things like, I think, 4K OLED. It's clearer than real life. It's amazing. But everything's lit up. And it's like you're in the program, the detail. And one of the programs I like is Heartbeat. And one of the actresses in Heartbeat... I saw for the first time, she's got a little black mark in her eye, which I never saw on the dimmer telly. <laughs> I never saw, and the things were there that I'd never seen before. And that's like when, I'm just justifying the purchase of our telly. <laughs> when you upgrade to the Holy Spirit, things you didn't see before, come on, this is true, Pastor Dave, become brighter and clearer and we're going to look in a moment at what it is that happens when you and I pray in the Holy Spirit. That song comes on. I can see clearly now that the rain has gone. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunny day. You begin to see clearly into the situations and circumstances in your life that you haven't been able to deal with before, that have been oppressive to you, that have been holding you back for whatever reason. When you pray in the Holy Spirit... OLED, 4K, everything by the Holy Spirit is illuminated. I had to buy that telly so I could preach the sermon. If I hadn't experienced, it was God all the way through. Hallelujah. And I tell you what seems small, the small step of praying in tongues, what seems small in the shop as a telly suddenly becomes massive when you get home, when you enter into it, the power of the Spirit by praying in tongues Things become bigger, brighter, greater. And then you can see how to pray, how to address, and how to take your stand as an individual. And I'm a massive champion of, um, you know, platform ministry enables the saints to walk in everything God has for them. Platform ministry is not designed for a few of us to stand up and say, we've got something you can't have. Jesus enables all of us to walk in the Holy Spirit and to be overcomers. And I love what God does corporately, but what God can do corporately is only as good as what happens individually as we take responsibility. There are some things I've been saying to my church recently, I'm responsible to hand you and feed you certain things, but there's some things only you and God can do together, and you and God are an unbeatable team. Hallelujah. You and God are an unbeatable team. And so this power of praying in tongues is incredible. Now, I'm just going to turn to Ephesians 1 uh, for a moment. And we're just going to read this quickly. But what I want to do right at the outset is just differentiate between those that know God and those that don't. It's important we understand that because otherwise we won't understand the gift we have and what we enter into when we do know God. And Ephesians 1, and uh, uh, let's just start in 13. And you also, I love that, and you also. The devil will spend time saying you don't count and everyone else is better. But God says, and you also. To the least of us, God says, and you also. 
you can have it all. I feel a song coming on. You can have it all. I love that song. You also can have it. You also. Whatever your past, whatever abuse you've had, whatever happened in your childhood, whatever type of parents you had, you also. Jesus did it for you also. So you and I can live in that freedom. Now we know this. It says, you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit, is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Now, I'm not going to teach today on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all those aspects. I just want to focus on this one thing. When you go to buy something expensive like a car or an expensive piece of furniture, the retailer will want a deposit from you which shows your intention to go ahead to full payment. God turns all of that around and he says, I'm going to pay your, I'm going to give you the deposit. I'm going to give you the deposit that's going to enable you to enter fully into your glorious eternal destiny one day. But in the meantime, I'm giving you a deposit to prove of my intention of your eternal salvation. Isn't God good? Because we don't have to give him a deposit informing him that we intend to be with him for eternity. He's given us a deposit assuring us that we will be with him for all eternity, which is why the scripture says, where, O death, is your victory? Where is your sting? Death is swallowed up in victory. So God has left you and I, the Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. If you are into this kind of stuff and you, uh, one of the commentary books I use to make sure that I'm not getting deceived and to make sure that biblical truth is, 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 is in line is I read the Tyndale series. And in here it says, the first fruit of the Spirit, the indwelling of the Spirit here and now is the first fruits. The first instalment or initial down payment of the eternal heritage of glory that awaits uh, those who believe. It's, it says that this, the Holy Spirit being given to us is the first installment. I love that. The Holy Spirit is the first installment of my eternal destiny. How powerful is that? How glorious is that? That the Holy Spirit is God saying, Dave, it's true. Dave, uh, you're going to be with me for all eternity. The Holy Spirit is me living in you. I have called you to be a man or a woman filled with the Holy Spirit, not operating in your own strength, but operating in the power of God. And it, I know we agree with this stuff, but I can find myself on so many days operating in my own power or my own strength or my old life, not depending on him. But God wants to really up the thing with this so that we all kind of like just catch something this morning, afresh in the Spirit, a reminder of how powerful that Holy Spirit is in you. Because that will give you confidence and that will enable you to overcome the enemy. It's easy to do that here because we're all encouraging each other. But when you're on your own, when you're on your downtime, when you're facing your difficulty, 
we're going to see the key today to overcoming in every situation and circumstance, not in your power, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. Now, I know you guys know this stuff, but what a good reminder to have at Christmas. Who's got to overcome Uncle Sid coming around on Christmas Day? <laughs> Who's got to overcome the relative syndrome? I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you have great relatives and family. Well, good for you. Na, 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 na. By the way, I'm going to throw this one in as well. The spirit is divinely powerful and can put the flesh progressively out of action. When you're struggling with sin and the enemy comes along and he says, you, you'll always be like that, you just can't help it. That's the thing you always struggle with. God comes along and he says, my Holy Spirit, the deposit I've left in you, even the deposit is enough for full overcoming of the power of the enemy. And the more we have changed from one degree of glory to another, the more the flesh is progressively taken out of. I love this. It's not just diminished. The things of the flesh taken out of action. Put down the breaker's yard. Destroyed once and for all. If you're struggling with sin this morning, you have the Holy Spirit that will enable you to overcome in every situation and circumstance. Don't believe it will always be like that. Why is it so quiet? All right, let's go to Romans then and get into the number of this. Now, Pastor Judith, when I listened to the message the other day, she alluded to this scripture from Romans 8 and verse 26 about the Spirit helping us, that deposit, the power of the Holy Spirit helping us. But that sandwiched in between some other great truths that I just want to highlight for a minute and or we'll highlight the top of the sandwich, do this bit and then go into the next bit and then pray together. Um, in Romans 8 and verse 12, it says, Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation. Uh, all of the stuff before that, for the sake of time, I, I can't read now, but basically it's talking about the difference between living in the spirit and living in the flesh. And in nine, so sorry, in eight and verse nine it says, You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the spirit, if the spirit of God lives in you. That talks to me of victory in my life. That that talks to me that I'm not the the the, the power of the flesh is weaker than the strength of the Holy Spirit. And and I'm not it's not that's not saying God controls us. It says in cooperation with the power of the Spirit, we can overcome. God doesn't control. He's in control, but he doesn't control us. We have to cooperate with him. And so here there's this tremendous um, uh, scripture that says, we're not controlled by the sinful nature, by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, yes he is, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. The Holy Spirit gives life to us. He gives life to us. And we need to thank God every day 
for that life he's giving us. Some people wake up in the morning, as you've heard me say before, and say, good morning, God. And others wake up and say, good God, it's morning. But whichever side of the bed you get out of, the Holy Spirit has given you life, and you need to switch into that life. Hallelujah. Oh, these jokes never die. (laughs) Thank you so much for laughing. I really appreciate that. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you'll die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Hallelujah. The bad habits, the sin, the things I turn to for comfort outside of God. This scripture says, by the Spirit, I can put those things to death. I have the authority. If that Holy Spirit, that deposit God has given me, It's powerful enough to raise Jesus from the dead. It's powerful enough to enable me to overcome in every situation and circumstance. Overcome pain, disappointment, sin, every single thing and to stand strong in him. Isn't the Holy Spirit wonderful? Isn't the Holy Spirit wonderful? And you and I have that Holy Spirit now. And that Holy Spirit has us. Uh... And then it says, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So again, you see here today that there are people, the Scripture saying, don't live by the Spirit. They don't know Christ. Christ wants them to know him and to live by the Spirit. But some people don't at the moment and therefore they can't live in the Spirit. But for those of us who do, we can live in the power of the Holy Spirit. In its simplest form, for you did not receive a Spirit that makes you a slave again to fear but you received the spirit of sonship that brought healing into my life and by him we cry Abba Father it's by the spirit you get revelation of the word of God they become bigger than words and they bring you into relationship Um, God's not just some casual dad he's not daddy in that sense Abba in uh, the culture where that was actually expressed had the deep reverence and respect and closeness expressed through it. That's a whole other teaching as well. But Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So I just wanted to frame that as the top of the sandwich because those of us who are born again, we know this, we are spiritual, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are spiritual beings in that sense. We are human beings in terms of the fact we have natural bodies, but the Spirit of God lives in this vessel. I need to remind myself of that every day because the enemy will do everything he can to make me feel like I'm not a spiritual being. I, I, you know, I can pray and pray and pray and pray, and then I can go to a shop and get annoyed where I get bad customer service. Yeah, most days. Honestly. But nevertheless, we're being changed from one degree of glory to another. We're all a work in progress. And it's all a work of the Holy Spirit. And I have the enemy, one thing, wanting to discourage me every time I blow it. But I have the Holy Spirit inspiring me, saying, fan into flame that gift that's within you. Live by the Spirit. Don't live by the dictates of the flesh. So how... Do we do that? The Holy Spirit will will cause us to connect with God every single time. And when we're praying in the Spirit and you connect into the heart of God, 
there are those longings. There are those something more than what's in the natural. It's in the supernatural coming out. And if that's birthed of God, great. But we don't go around trying to make something look of the Holy Spirit that isn't. So this is safe. This is safe. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is safe because we're being filled with the power of God and exercised properly is tremendously powerful. Now, my story before reading this bit is 20, uh, 20, goodness me, over 30 years ago when I was working at um, Kingdom Faith Church or in the Bible College, I can't remember which, Mary and I lived in a really little flat in Red Hill and I really began to get hunger to pray inside of me like I'd never had before. And so I thought I'm going to get up and pray from 4 a.m. till 6 a.m. every morning. I was so hungry for God I wanted to do that. Well, I was hungry when I thought I wanted to do it. So I'd set my alarm for the next morning and, of course, it'd go off at 4 and you think, you must be kidding, and go back to sleep. But that hunger would remain. And by the end of it, I moved my alarm into the hallway so that I had to get out of bed to switch it off so I'd get up. And I was really pleased with myself because I was that hungry for God. And so at 4 a.m., quietly, I go into the lounge and begin to pray. My thing was I was going to pray for two hours. But after 10 minutes, I'd run out of things to pray for. I'd really run out of things to pray for. And I came across this scripture, and I remember this scripture coming alive for me. It says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness... And I'd been saying to God, God, I don't know what else to pray. I don't know what I should be praying. I've prayed for all the things I know. And this scripture came alive in the same way the Spirit helps us. And that deposit, the deposit of the Holy Spirit, God says, Dave, I'm going to teach you how to pray. I'm going to show you how to pray. And it says, we do not know what we ought to pray for. I'm like, that's true. I haven't got a clue what to pray for. But, um, and just to throw into that as well, just because you're praying for something doesn't mean you're praying in accordance to God's will unless your prayer is submitted to the Spirit. See, I, I can pray for that car coming around the corner right now. doesn't mean God's telling me to. That could just be a good idea I have. But powerful prayer connects to prayer that's in accordance to God's will. You're praying with what's in the heart of God. You're releasing that which is in the heart of God to pray for. So you may have a very, very difficult situation, a friend, a family member, something you're going through, and you may have all sorts of ideas as to how you should pray for it, but the thing with connecting with the Holy Spirit is God already sees a beginning to the end, and he'll show you how to pray. He'll speak, pray through you in the Spirit into that situation. Things will go bright and clear when you've been praying in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues, you're actually... Well, let's see what's happening. The Spirit himself intercedes for us, which groans that words cannot express, and he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance to God's will. So when I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm praying in accordance to God's will. It's the Holy Spirit praying through me. It's bigger than my what the Bible calls mere human reason. It's bigger than my understanding. And I know you guys know this stuff, but I, I just want to keep it very simple as an individual. 
When I go and pray in the mornings, and my normal prayer thing just to stay in the spirit is an hour first thing, and then I put an hour aside most lunchtimes just to meet with God. But I cannot do that on my own. And so when I wake up in the mornings, I have a thousand things going through my mind. But now what I'm doing is I'm praying in the spirit straight away. I just start by praying in tongues. Because what's happening is I'm activating the power of the Holy Spirit in me, the deposit that's been left, the power of God in me. I'm beginning to line up and pray in accordance to God's will right at the outset of the day, even before I've got out of bed. I'm fanning into flame the gift that's within me and I'm connecting with the power of God and I'm bringing God's authority over the day and into every situation and circumstance. Now, let's just say there's a family member that's struggling. I, I, one of my habits is I pray over the pillows of my sons and Marion. When they're all out at work, I'm praying God's blessing. And so I'll go and pray. And if they're going through a situation or circumstances or not, I can go and pray all sorts of things. I might, if they have an issue, I might even know what the issue is. But if I pray in the Spirit, what happens is I begin to pray in tongues and then the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to me and I know the Spirit's revealing how to pray because I then start speaking out things over their lives that I hadn't even thought of. It's as simple as that. It's praying in accordance to how God sees it which is bigger and beyond what my mere reason would see. Is that helpful this morning? I know you get taught all this here. But I want to tell you, for you, I just want to throw out some encouragement to some of you today that feel a little bit stuck or on the edge. And in here, you clap and you go with it and you do the Hebrew word over each other and knock me off my stepladder in Warwickshire as it lands down. But individually, you have so much power. You and God are an unbeatable team. You have everything you need for life and godliness. You're bigger than you know in God. You're bigger than you know in God. And... So when we pray in the Holy Spirit in this way, we begin to see what God's seeing. I find that amazing. Pastor Colin, when he was being asked at the end of a leaders' conference, uh, him and Andy Elms were there and someone else was on the platform, if he could give one bit of advice, what would it be? He said something, got off the platform, then came back up. And this thing, the Spirit came on me and hammered me and I was just weeping with relief. He just said, your weakness doesn't matter. I know what it is to feel weak. I know what it is not to be able to do it on my own. I wrestled at the beginning of the week when I knew I was coming to speak to you guys because I knew I had nothing to give you. Apart from him, I can do nothing. That's good. That's an amazing place to be. That's the best place to be. That's a super place to be. Because then what happens through you is God. Well, as much as possible. I heard someone go up to a minister at the end of a meeting and say, that was an amazing sermon. And the minister saying, oh, it was all the Lord. And the person said, no, it wasn't that good. (laughs) It wasn't all the Lord. And uh, I'm well aware that we're all objects of his grace. So I I don't want to go too far beyond this, uh, but in Ephesians um, 
yeah, it's marked up here. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'll just find this for you. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. That's right. There's a scripture um, where we're being told to pray in the Spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests on all occasions. That's the connection I wanted to give. So what I'm saying is that even when you're walking down the road, you can be praying in the Spirit. Even when you're having a conversation, I'm praying in tongues under my breath because even for me, socially, in the natural, I'm rubbish. I hate things like parties and things. I always feel like I haven't got the right thing to say. In the natural, all those things, conversation with people, I kind of, I'm just not good at that stuff. But in the Holy Spirit, I can bless people. In the Holy Spirit, I can talk to you and encourage you and see how you're doing. In the Holy Spirit, I can be useful company. So if you feel no good at a load of stuff, praise God you feel no good at it. And you can just kick out and say, well, thank you, God. Now I can depend on you in a new way and see you. Instead of worrying about me feeling inadequate, I can go and ask someone how they're doing and I can bless them and I can speak a word of encouragement into their life. It's not about me. It's about the power of God resting in me. And so, you know, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. So back to the pillow analogy. I'm praying over, say, one of my sons that I know is going through something. I don't start to pray about what they're going through. I begin to pray in tongues because I want to know what God's seeing. And then what happens is the power of God begins to get released. I'm then praying in English. And God's beginning, I'm realising that really God's speaking through me something I didn't know really before. See, often we pray into what we see. Waste of time. Waste of time because you're praying with your revelation and assessment. I want to pray into what God sees. God sees a motive behind that thing that's actually happening. God sees a motive behind the attack that's coming your way. God sees what's up ahead for your children. God sees what's happening in school when you don't see it. God is amazing. And the power of the Spirit, he knows what's happening at work in that place and what's being set up against you over there. And the Holy Spirit, suddenly you find yourself praying in the Spirit and you're praying, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Why am I praying that? Why am I praying that? And then you see a few days later what God's warned you of because you're praying in the Spirit. He's revealed something to you. As he said to Peter, this was not revealed to you by man, but this was revealed by God. We have revelatory power in the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself this morning because it's so easy to slip back into familiarity as to what we see and how we assess. But you and God are an amazing team. But we connect into God by praying in the Spirit. This is in its crudest form. You could unpack this for weeks here. But in its crudest form, you and I pray in tongues. I've set a challenge to our church. And I've said, every one of you, just shut the door when you can during the week. Pray for five minutes in tongues and come away again. I said, by the end of the week, you'll be transformed. You'd have overcome some opposition in your life. You'd have broken some things that have just been, you know, things that just kind of float around in your spirit. You never kind of stop and really address or give time to. And they're there, but you, you know, you never really stop to think, well, I'm going to deal with this now. I'm going to deal with it. 
and move on to the next thing. You know, some of those things that don't seem that important, but they're there and they're pulling you down and pulling you back. You deal with it. The Holy Spirit begins to reveal things. The Holy Spirit begins to break things. That, um, if you want to go this deep into it, uh, people who are praying against who are speaking against you, even cursing or other things like that, all of that stuff going on. Um, you know, leaders are, are targeted by people into all sorts of darkness and prayed against and all the rest of it and the Holy Spirit will illuminate what's going on enable you to take your stand no weapon formed against me will prosper hallelujah Lord I break every work of the enemy against my church these people at this time against my life against my son against my daughter because as you heard our battles not against flesh and blood but principalities and powers in the heavenly realm and if you don't stand in your place in the heavenly realm you're just letting this stuff come through. You're not checking border control. But at border control, praying in tongues reveals what's hidden in the vehicles and what the enemy wants to smuggle in. Oh yeah. The enemy wants to smuggle things into your life to defeat you. But you have the upper hand. You have the Holy Spirit and I have the Holy Spirit. Revealing to us things of heaven. Showing us how to pray. Showing us what's ahead. I had this situation uh, quite a few years ago. We were having loads of people leave our church. It was really discouraging. Just one family after another. I was absolutely, Mary and I, we were just broken by all this stuff going on. But there's a very interesting thing. I always knew a few weeks before when someone was going to leave, even though there was nothing in the natural to show me. Why? Because the Holy Spirit had shown me. He had warned me. Because the Holy Spirit heard the conversations going on with these people that were doing this, that and the other. Now, you can have this at work. You can have it in anything. But you and I have a wonderful, wonderful privilege and advantage. God revealing by us releasing. We pray in the Spirit. We pray in tongues, the gift of tongues. It takes us out of mere human reason what we think we best to pray. When I'm in a conversation, I'm praying in tongues in the background and I'm not in the natural moment. I'm looking, I'm in the natural moment, but I'm looking for God to release something supernatural into the conversation. God will just reveal. Even sometimes in rooms, when you're in situations, he'll show you someone to go and talk to. He'll show you someone that he wants you to release something for your life because you're in the spirit. But we, if you like, I just believe God wants to awaken a fresh something in us, the power of individual praying in tongues. You, you, Pastor Jim, Pastor all the other stuff about corporate stuff, I'm not here for that today. I'm here for you to rise up stronger, see more of the Spirit released, and that's going to make the corporate even stronger than it is now because you're moving in revelatory power. You know, sometimes... People will come up and say, I'm really struggling at the moment. Will you pray for me? Well, have you prayed for yourself? Well, that's not very pastor or pastor Dave. I want you to do it for me. And Jesus says, I want you to do it for you. 
Now, there's times I need to pray and get alongside someone. But why should God dish everything out on a silver tray to all of us when he's given you everything you need? It's like me having a car parked in the drive and going to my neighbour saying, can I borrow your car? Use your own. I prefer yours. In fact, will you give me a lift? Was your car broken down? No, I just can't be bothered to drive. You do it for me. How lazy. How lazy. But it's so exciting. I'm going to finish now because I want lunch. (laughs) I love you guys so much and I mean that with all my heart. God's love for you is so amazing. He doesn't want any one of you to be left behind. If you'd have been the only person on planet Earth, God would have still sent Jesus to die for you. And it says he hasn't left us as orphans. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given you and I the power to overcome. Another brilliant scripture. This isn't for those of you that want to be fed and can't be bothered to pick up your knives and forks. Open your mouth and I'll fill it, says the Lord. That's a favourite dentist scripture, isn't it? But nevertheless, open your mouth, pray out, and God will flow through you in the... (laughs) I'm going to get some new ones for next time. (laughs) If there is a next time. (laughs) Now let's finish with this. I love having Marion with me. She hasn't got it with her today, but maybe she has. She's got a little red Bible. And when I'm preaching in church, and she's on sitting down, I know when to finish because she always closes it. <laughs> and that's my cue that I've gone on long enough. So I've nearly finished. I can see it virtually there. And by the time, wait guys, I was so privileged to be in this time of worship this morning. What you guys are doing is amazing here. God's not looking for perfection instrumentally, even though it was brilliant. He's looking for hearts that love him. If God can have hearts that love him, the other stuff is, you can be the best band in the world, but not have God. I'd rather have one man in a banjo who loves God, not singing when I'm cleaning windows, but flowing in the power of God. than everything else. Right, I'm going to finish. What, what's the bottom of the sandwich? We've seen the top is our place in God and the deposit and the activation of the deposit, if you like, and the breakthroughs of the praying in tongues. And there's many other scriptures that you can put pray in the spirit on all occasions, all the rest of it. I'm going to, you can find that, those out for yourself. What's the subheading just under doing this? More than conquerors. You and me, anything good that flows through my life comes from the Spirit. And any one of you could be doing, well, you're doing what you're doing as God's called you to do it. And you're graced to do it powerfully. And it's subheaded more than conquerors. And we know this is just after all this, the Spirit helping us in our weakness, uh, uh, the Spirit um, interceding for the saints in accordance to God's will. And I know that in all things, while I'm praying over my sons, while I'm praying over my church and my wife and my marriage. Did anyone see those marriage videos? 
No, well, that's great. But for anyone who did, anyone who did, the key to our marriage holding together is God. And prayer still goes into it. It doesn't just happen. Our marriage is fresh and alive because of the Holy Spirit. So everything I then pray over the pillows, everything we pray over each other, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And it goes on saying that we're being conformed into his likeness and all the rest of it. And then in 37, know in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced Paul could not be convinced outside of revelatory understanding. When you pray in the Spirit, you become convinced because you can't always explain it, but you just know that you know that you know because God's imparted it. For I am convinced. End of. There's no other argument from the devil, no other unbelief from anybody else, no situational circumstance. That's why I'm still running the church I'm running now, for I am convinced. And my I am convinced is birthed in the spirit that's stronger than any situation or circumstance. Whatever you're believing God for, when you pray in the spirit and break through into revelation, you come into, I am convinced, because this was not revealed to you by man, it's revealed by God, and you can't always explain it, but you just know that you know that you know. Bring it on. Because you mess with me, you mess with God. Only that comes by revelation. And we know that in all, uh, sorry, no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us, through him who loved us, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels, demons, present, future, I think this is covering most things, isn't it? Any powers. COVID. Neither height nor depth. Doesn't matter how tall you are, or short you are. <laughs> Although that means something else. Comes back to my little friend Stavros running the bar in Greece. Neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now listen, sometimes we read these truths and they don't come to life because we're reading them through mere human reason. And we think, that sounds nice. But praying in the Spirit and developing the relationship with God through the gift of tongues and building on all of that stuff will bring you into revelatory truth and you'll find it hard to sit down because just when you're going through, whatever you're going through, you're praying in the Spirit and God reveals by Spirit to you truth that brings things back to be seen in 4K OLD, things you've never seen before, revelatory by the Holy Spirit. Because you're moving in a power much higher than ours. You're moving in heavenly revelatory freedom. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for listening. I hope I haven't gone over time. But can I just pray with you guys for a minute? Is everyone alright to stand up? Your legs aren't too tired. Praise of the Lord. I didn't mean to sound rude, but, um, well, if it did, I'm sorry. 
I, I believe what God wants to do this morning for, again, some of you are probably already, many of you are probably flowing in this. We're just going to begin to pray in tongues. We're going to begin to pray in the Spirit. And God's going to show you, this is what he's shown me, a particular issue or two that you've just been dragging around with in the back of your mind that you've been stuck with and you're going to get revelation from God as you pray in tongues as to you'll begin to pray in accordance to God's will over that situation now and it's going to break. It's going to break. It's for freedom Christ has set you free and he says no more. You're not carrying that around anymore. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's for freedom Christ has set us free. And then uh, let's just do that for a minute. Call up a Sunday Yeah, whatever it is, God's telling you to pray. Hallelujah. This has to change now. The assignments of the enemy broken, whatever it is. That situation at work. Oh, Father God, show me how to pray into that. I'm praying in the Spirit in accordance to your will over that situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what happens is what's happening now. The peace of God. You've dealt with something in the heavenly realm. Now, of course, for the sake of time now, we're doing that, but I'm showing myself in my room and setting a five-minute thing over particular things. It sometimes go on longer because what that does, it stops it kind of ebbing down. And what I find is I get new, if you like, God, I suddenly just find God's taking over more and more and more as I pray in the Spirit over those things. Now, this is a very big, important teaching and stuff, so I'm keeping it in its barest form. But what I'm saying is, is that if you, if you pray and don't give up, if you, it, the fervency of God begins to come, and then you'll find there's a wave of intensity. This is really moving on to another thing. But there's a wave of intensity that comes, and you're engaging with God's heart over it. And basically, God, you can have that now. You just start to put that time aside, and God will do it through you. And you know, there's a peace that comes on when you've got your breakthrough. Suddenly, that which you were anxious about, you're at peace about. You don't necessarily fully understand everything that's happened, but you know something's happened in the spirit over that situation. Is that helpful? Praise the Lord. And I just want to finish by encouraging you. Grab that five minutes. I'm leaving you with a prescription a holy prescription. Get your engine revving in the spirit. Hallelujah. As you do that, you're going to come into a much higher, wider and deeper relationship with God. I promise you. you it has to happen. And you're connecting in to the presence of God. I can't express it any better than that. And those noisy situations get quieter and quieter and further and further away. And you enter into that rest place of God in every situation and circumstance. Amen? Can we thank Jesus this morning? Thank you, Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to Kingdom Faith.
www.sw.com.